Welcome to Friends and Foes, a football show. This is going to be a brand new podcast hosted by myself, John Dammon, and my friends, Chris Cortez and Michael Foos, buddies back from college, back in the undergrad days. We are rival fans. Some of us are Dallas Cowboys fans. Some of us are Philadelphia Eagle fans. But we're going to have an honest look at our teams, talk a little bit of football. If you want to enjoy the ride, go ahead and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Stay tuned for our first episode. And welcome to some podcast that we're going to name later. My name's John Dammon. I'm joined with my friends Michael Foose, Chris Cortez. Uh, we actually go back a while to our days in college where we did a lot of leadership together. Uh, I think one of the first big times where we found that we were all on the same page football-wise, uh, our good friend Chris Cortez hosted us in his apartment, and we watched the draft Thursday night leading in. I can't remember the year. So... Uh, I'll let the guys introduce themselves, uh, tell you about their team, their fandom, how they got into football, and uh, we'll start over there with uh, the man himself, Chris Cortez. All right. Thanks, guys. It's good to be doing with this with you guys. Um, after all of the text conversations we've had over the years, um, this was a fantastic idea. But man, I, I got into football... Um, I, I'm a child of the 90s, and so I grew up just loving the Cowboys, um, I grew up really 30 miles outside of New York City, definitely in Giants country. Um, my team choice was not popular. Um, I loved Emmett Smith. And then, you know, sometime after 95, 96, they just weren't the same, but I still hung on. And I've hung on to them today. Um, I am, I, I would like to say I'm hopeful. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I'm hoping that Zeke can return to form. We'll see. Um, in just a few years, we've gone from having really like the best offensive line to um, really just kind of a shell of itself in a lot of ways and all that. Uh, but the division's not great. So um, I, I would say in that ways, I'm hopeful. Um, John, you mentioned that I, I had you guys over for the draft. I remember watching the Laramie Tunsil draft with you guys um, and really yes. the spectacle of that draft um, I don't know that we'll ever see a draft like that again, um, but I have vivid memories watching that draft with you guys and feeling like just terrible for this guy who could have gotten number one um, and it just didn't happen. I completely forgot about it through this moment, but Fus, I remember you sitting on the couch and being like, guys, have you seen Twitter? Have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know what's going on right and I remember thinking, like, maybe it's not him. And then he yeah. takes off the mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If that person could know how much they have changed the NFL by just, like, a single tweet. Uh, it's crazy. Like, how ESPN hasn't done a 30 for 30 on that yet blows my mind. Oh, it's going to come around because yeah. it all affects Houston making terrible decisions with their draft picks yeah. later on. Oh, yeah. Don't Would they trade a I first mean, or a second for him? Because oh, he was, got drafted by Miami, and then they traded yeah, him to Houston. I thought it was yeah. like two firsts. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was something. Yeah. 
Bill O'Brien should not have any kind of control. Oh, that's a whole different. We're, we'll, we'll get into a steady beat of roasting Houston for the duration of this podcast. So, Michael Foos, Philly <laughs> fan, tell us about it. Yeah. So, for better or worse, I was born just north of Philadelphia and um, family that bleeds green. And I was born into that. And so, it was all I knew. And it's like, of course, you have to cheer for the Eagles. And uh, my first football memories were of those early 2000 Eagles with Donovan McNabb, Deuce Staley, Brian Dawkins, um, man, Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, just great defense, mediocre offense, but just fun football to watch. Um, And then just getting my heart broken like year after year after year after year. And then just watching that over and over and over again. And then um, 2017, we won the Super Bowl. And now it's 2021, and we won the Super Bowl in 2017, and that's all I can still think about. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I want to talk about. Because right now, it's just, man, I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and it's like, whoa, like we got a lot of work to do. I also, you know, I just looked at, um, I think it was like Caesars betting odds. And I think they had the Eagles at like over under of seven. And it's like, whoa, you guys are very optimistic about this team. (laughs) But, you know, they could do one of two things. Like Jalen Hurts went out and beat the New Orleans Saints last season, like a full on Saints squad. Um, And uh, they didn't have Drew Brees, but we'll put that aside. But then. Um, then he went out and didn't play so well after that. And so I have no idea. It's just going to be fun. We have a whole new head coach, new squad, um, draft coming up. It's going to change everything, I hope, but it could just be the same because the problem may not have been the quarterback and the coach. Yeah. I think only time will tell. And Hertz does seem like one of those guys, even when you drafted him, that he's probably going to take a couple of years to develop. So a lot of intangibles, uh, a lot of almost Dak Prescott light it's to some extent. Obviously, uh, that's quite a, a, a hefty build. But, I mean, I'm happy. I grew up a Cowboys fan. So I know yeah. when we, me and you first met, uh, there was the, like, ah, Philly, you suck. Ah, Dallas sucks. But then we had this mutual respect for each other's fandom because yeah. we saw each other was equally as passionate about our teams. Now, I grew up in Texas. So you grew up in Texas, Chris, like you mentioned, in the 90s. It was an all-star team. It was, there was no salary caps. So it's just Jerry Jones just yeah. throwing money at the wall. Ibit um, Smith, all-time favorite player. Uh, you know, Irvin, Aikman, Prime, like – just you grow up watching that team and you're back to back Super Bowls. How can you not be a fan of that team when you're a kid, eight to 10 years old? And then you grow up, you're entrenched in it. And the next thing you know, a quarter of a century rolls by <laughs> and nothing's happened. <laughs> so I'll, I'll forgive, I'll allow the holding on to the 2017 Super Bowl. I, you've, if you want to catch up with Dallas fans, you got at least more, two more decades of holding on to that Super Bowl. And championing that, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so been we a- had we had the draft in Philly the year before, like months less than a year before the Super Bowl. I think it was like April. That was year. that the uh, the Drew Pearson one when oh, that no, <clears throat> or is remember. that the one where I don't remember him there? 
Because yeah. I, I remember as Roger Goodell, I was only there for the, the round one, where Goodell goes out and everyone's booing him. But it was the first live draft. It was in Philly. We did it the best because we're Philly. Um, oh, that's right. But, it was the year after you guys won. Because I remember no, you. No, no, it, was, it was the year before. It was the okay, year, before. year before. Okay. And because um, I remember this very vividly where um, you guys know Kevin. Yeah. Um, fellow Eagles fan. And um, we decided to go. And they had the Lombardi trophy there for pictures. And it's just all these Eagles fans in line. And I just remember this one Dallas fan had like a giant iPad out. And he's like, look at all these Eagles fans trying to get as close to the Lombardi trophy as they can. This is all you'll ever do kind of stuff. And he's just like roasting us. And we're all there just like booing him. And then we went out and won the Super Bowl the next year. And that felt really good. Um, but yeah, that's what threw me off. Because I remember you guys posting the photos near it. Um, we, yeah, we did that right yeah, after the Super yeah. Bowl, and it was just like, <clears throat> it's ours, baby. Yeah, it's ours. I, I can self-admit as a Cowboys fan that there's a lot of annoying Cowboys fans throughout the nation. So I understand yes. the the hate, the frustration that comes with it. Uh, and then sometimes I realize it's it's easy marking for certain sportscasters on certain networks. You look at it, you're Stephen A's. I'm like, listen, Stephen A, I see you. If I wanted to be talked about and mentioned, maybe I go after one of the largest fan bases in the NFL. So, but sometimes yeah, we deserve it. I get that. You, you go know. after Dallas. <laughs> but I mean, there's a there's one or two bad Eagles fans out there too. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> as, as someone <laughs> who has WIP um, playing in their Carfoos, <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> it's an interesting cast of characters. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, you have a lineup. But that's what we wanted to do with this type of podcast, because our friendship and fandoms have always been like a decent amount of trash talking, respectfully, but also mutual respect for each other's fandoms. So we're going to try to keep it as honest and realistic about our teams. Like if we're, if we're sucking, we're going to call it out. If, you know, if there's like realistic optimism, then at all points in time, we will always just pile on the Washington football team. Because, yes, what a what a horrible team. Now, if they ever get a quarterback, if they ever get a quarterback, they could actually are be you, dangerous. With are you team. not a fan of Fitzmagic? <laughs> hey, no, uh, Fitzmagic is the perfect setup for that team, for me as a Cowboys fan, because he'll do just enough to inspire hope, but not enough to actually get them over the top. He will, he will burn through an 8-8 record. He'll throw, break some records, he'll throw some picks, and he'll do just enough damage to throw off the confidence of whatever quarterback they draft. <laughs> See, I think that we don't need to get into this too much, but Dan Snyder buying more of the Redskins' ownership, Washington football team's ownership, is just so funny to me because they put so much into um, Rivera and changing the culture and drafting all of these high-profile linemen, and I mean they were they were close to beating the Bucks in the playoffs with they were Taylor Heineke, yeah. And it's like the one guy who can mess everything up, Dan Snyder, is now getting more power there, and it's just like, oh man, like I feel like they're the best team in the NFC East, but we're also probably going to watch them implode in a few years because of some poor management decisions. I they're, would go ahead. They're a team that I'm actually surprised has not traded up 
in this draft yes. that they went for a Fitzpatrick. With, with all the other pieces they have, my thought would be, man, why don't you try to move up and try to get one of those five quarterbacks? Maybe not go all in on a guy who, as John said, will lead you right to an 8-8 eight eight record. No better, no worse. No, wait, wait, wait. I got right I got a retcon that. No longer 8-8 eight eight is a possibility. So it's either going to be 9-8 eight eight ah. or 8-9. Eight because they passed the John, extra game. Good point. Hey, yeah. Oh, Jason yeah. Garrett might still have a job if he if we had these a while ago because he wouldn't have any eight and eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the potential to be a Hall of Fame class with this quarterback class. I think it could easily be one of those QB classes that we look back in twenty years and we're like, oh, we've got three out of these five that could go top five or top six top 10 for sure end up being hall of fame qbs so that leads into kind of my next point foos your birds had number six and they flew right away did they have number six overall yeah that was um i don't know if there's anyone happier at of an eagles fan that we traded out of six than me because I was terrified we were going to draft another North Dakota State quarterback. Um, and it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, we do not need another quarterback controversy here. I mean, if one happens between Jalen Hurts and not, it's not going to be Joe Flacco, but someone else, because um, there is still potential in this draft. Uh, I don't think the Eagles will take a top five guy, but Kyle Trask um, yeah. is an option for us. Uh, I like Davis Mills a lot from Stanford. These guys are going round two, round three. Uh, I forget which Eagles coach because we completely swapped out like our entire coaching staff. But one of our guys was at Florida last year. Um, so I guess maybe I wasn't that happy about six because I really wanted, I really want Pitts. Yeah. Uh, and who doesn't yeah. want Pitts? He's yeah. like Megatron little slower on the 40 time maybe but it's he's just a matchup nightmare um yeah i'm i'm hopeful that we don't trade up for a guy i mean there's always rumors that the eagles want a, a quarterback i mean it's, it's I, I just have to live with it now as an eagles fan it feels like there's going to be a constant quarterback controversy talk here that no one's ever satisfied the quarterback's always on the hot seat um but Hertz, Hertz was a guy last year coming out. I remember my one friend texting me. He's like, "You can need to look at Hertz play. Like he's a pretty good quarterback." And we weren't even who was even thinking that the Eagles were going to draft Jalen Hertz because um, we have Carson Wentz. You know, he led us to the playoffs with like nothing um, the year before. And I was like, "Man, Hertz, Hertz couldn't even make it at Alabama, and he went to Oklahoma." I'm not, I feel like the guy's washed up. And then we draft him. I was like, Hertz is actually a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, watching him play actual NFL ball, it was, I was impressed with the, the little amount of mistakes he was making, except for fumbles. But he was getting rid of the ball before he was getting sacked, which is, if you watched any Eagles games last year, I mean, Wentz was sacked like, 50 sometimes it was he was like 15 10 to 15 more sacks than anyone else at that point before he was benched um and then Hertz came in and provided a spark it wasn't great 
play, but it was it was competent. Um, and off season under his belt, that's not COVID where he has the reins. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, at the same time, you know, we don't have a ton invested in him and we can go one of many different ways. I specifically yeah. remember a game against Dallas in Philly where Carson rolled out uh, to his left and just waited. He was just he was waiting to get sacked. And I think one of our safeties came in, just blew him up. I think he'd lost the ball. And you're like, even, even me, I'm like, dude, I mean, thank you. As a Dallas fan, thank you for that. But like, what are you doing? Get rid of the ball. I I think it, it seemed like Wentz still had that thought of his his ability early on in his career, which is weird to say early on in his career because it's such a young career of uh, his escapability. Yeah. Like these amazing plays, you think he's down, he goes up in the pocket, throws the ball as he's landing on one knee, and then just over the injuries, he just thinks his body can keep up with it. It's, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like he thought he could now, do more was than that. Good. Was that the infamous Ben DiNucci game? Um, I, I feel like I'll remember the Ben DiNucci game for the rest <laughs> of my life. I have never seen a team work so hard to make sure their quarterback did not throw the ball yeah. in a game. It, it was incredible. <laughs> it was a spectacle. <laughs> every trick play, every double reverse you can think of, just so that he wouldn't have to throw the ball. <laughs> I mean, when you're all, when you're like three of your starting offensive linemen are out, I mean, you got to do what you can. I don't think anybody would have been successful behind that line. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was. I think Andy Dalton would have been. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had him. They're my best Matt Nagy impersonation there. Yeah. Um, They've got Dalton and Foles, all right? They're set. They are set. <sighs> Speaking of just like front offices letting your teams down, imagine being a Bears fan. We're right there. It's 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 the Minnesota Vikings syndrome. You have a team, you have a solid defense, you're right on the edge of playoffs. Like you just need that one stable force to get you over the hump, and you sign Kirk Cousins to a three year guaranteed contract, and you never get back to the same level. So man. Well they were they had to invest money in their um in cousins and they weren't able to invest in defense and their offensive line. It's it's, it's tough. Just, I I understood the league. move at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I understood the move at the time cuz I'm thinking like, okay, you're one game away from the Super Bowl with Case Keenum, right? And Case Keenum's led your offense all year. Surely Kirk Cousins is an upgrade over you know, over Case Keenum. And I remember thinking at the time, "Oh, this move might work." Yeah. And you're right. They have not gotten back yeah. to those heights. Yeah. I mean, that's where you think you get look at personality for the QBs. We, uh, Chris, our team re-signed Dak. We got him to the, the mega contract, which he was uh, waiting for because Jerry Jones wanted to take a sweet time. Uh, could have had him earlier. But <laughs> one of the things that's you can debate his skill debate a lot of things but leadership is, has been the thing that carries him over and i think you have those intangibles yeah. uh and a qb like case keenum where he has a whole locker room behind him um you know like hey we're just ripping it let's go just throw it up digs miracle catch new orleans saints yeah. don't know how to tackle <clears throat> we get into the next round uh so i'm wondering if kirk has that same not quite that same swagger he does have some sweet old man celebration dance moves we did see quite a few of those 
Uh, man, so draft is coming up right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Do we have any favorite picks for our teams in the first round? Uh, if we were still at six, I could list off a few, but now at 12, I mean, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen. I I mean, one and two, it seems like you got Lawrence and Wilson. Yeah. Um, then at three, who knows what the 49ers are going to do? I mean, you hear it's Mac Jones, but then uh, Trey Lance could be Justin Fields. I, I I don't understand how it could be Mac Jones. Like I do and I don't. Like I understand. Like hey, if you think this is the guy for your system, you go grab your quarterback. You don't care what anybody else says because you're gonna make him work in your system. But I don't know how you see Justin Fields, and and think Mac Jones is a better prospect. And they may not. They may they may just simply think, hey, we think he's gonna fit our system best, and so it's better to have somebody in our scheme, right, than take the talent, but. I don't know. How how would you guys order these QBs? If it was you setting a board, what would be your ranking of these quarterbacks? So here's what I'll say, John. So I I think Trevor Lawrence is everybody's obvious one. Um, Zach Wilson, I I think, is probably everybody's obvious two. Um, Man, Mac Jones is probably my five. I'll say that. I, I just, I don't see it. You know, he's... An immobile quarterback in a game that's becoming more and more mobile. Um, I, I think he'll really struggle without a line that's... And here's here's my other thing, too. You have two Alabama wide receivers that are going to go in the first round of this draft. So he's played with elite talent. Not to mention, talent. however, many of those other Alabama receivers are going to rise up and become yeah. first-round draft picks right after. Yeah, so Waddle he's played Smith. with elite talent. Um, and so I'm not saying he can't have a decent NFL career. Um, but I, I just don't see elite quarterback, you know, out of him. Um, maybe a I couple, think, couple of pro bowls, maybe in the right system. If everything were to go perfectly. And I, I mean, I think that's the wild card for any quarterback. I mean, ask Sam Darnold, it depends where you get drafted. Okay. Um, Sam Darnold may light it up in Carolina for all we know. Um, but he probably went to the worst situation with the Jets um, to start out his career, you know, with bad coaching, not great personnel, all, all of those kinds of things. Um, I, I think Trey Lance is the biggest wild card because I feel like he has the physical intangibles. But I think for any quarterback coming out of a small school, you're going to question, okay, what was the level of competition like? Is he a project? Does he need to sit for a year? Um, if he sits for a year, is he going to go to the right team? Um, I, I like Fields. I feel like before Wilson had a great year, Fields was the number two guy. Then people fell in love with Lance. Then I know people are still split on Jones. And so I, I feel like Fields is getting undervalued kind of in yeah. all of this. It, I'm, it was reminding me of uh, Deshaun Watson when he was coming out to where like all he did was yeah. Beat Alabama, have this great career against top competition. You know, Houston snags him in the middle, what, somewhere in the 10 to 15 range, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit later yeah. than that. And all he's been in is a Pro Bowl QB pretty much since then. So I think whoever snags fields is going to be uh, happy they got got him. And I mean, I think any of these QBs, 
again, in the right place. Uh, when I see Mac Jones, I see, I see like Matt Ryan esque Clay Light, like that type of career to where he's, he could he could easily have a solid career, but is he going to be the reason you go over the top? And so I think if you're a top five pick, you need to be the reason your team goes over the top, not just a base level franchise QB. Like, can he be a guy that you just say, hey, we've got a bunch of elite talent. Just go and manage the game. Like, just don't turn the ball over. And if you can do that, we'll be fine. And I guess in my mind, I don't know that he was asked to do more than that at Alabama. Um, Because you have your two wide receivers that are going in the first round. Their running back may go in the first round. Okay, so like... yeah. If you yeah, if he's in a situation where he doesn't have to do too much, yeah, he might have a great career, but who knows? Yeah. The the biggest thing that stands out to me from this draft class is just how crazy this past college season was. Yeah. And just how COVID and that season that happened or didn't happen for some players because they opted out, like Trey Lance you know, how that's going to impact the NFL for years to come. Because, I mean, who really even heard of Zach Wilson before this yeah. season? Mac Jones was a backup at the yeah. end of last year. I mean, because Tua. Um, and, I mean, Justin Fields, we knew a bit about Fields, but um, Ohio State and just that whole Big Ten debacle at the beginning of the season. Um, it's it's fascinating. I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence, a guy who basically since he was a freshman has proved that he is a very capable quarterback, like very capable quarterback. Um, and to hear, I've heard a few people that even have like Zach Wilson over him. I'm like, what in the world? Like I've, I've heard people to... have Justin Fields over him just yeah. as long time. So that's, that's insane. I'm sorry. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think you got Lawrence at one. Um, I'm going to put Fields at two. Hmm. Um, I think Fields is a guy that can really... How I like to talk about QBs and whether they're elite or not is do they lift up the guys around them? Like hmm. I remember back in the mid to late 2000s when Peyton Manning could pick up a guy off the street and make him have like a five reception 100 yard one or two touchdown game um and it was just like this guy can just throw to anyone and it's just amazing to watch um and someone like mac jones yeah i don't don't know like he's he's decent i mean he's better than decent um but 77 percent completion percentage it's nothing to sneeze at but then again i mean waddle for most of the season Devontae smith that offensive line was amazing. I mean, if Dickerson didn't tear his ACL, he'd be a first round pick. Um, I think it's, I forget the other, some of the other players' names. Uh, Najee Harris could easily be a first round pick. Um, he has a lot of talent around him. At the same time, he led them very well. Um, Trey Lance, uh, it's so hard. He has, like you guys said, he has those intangibles. He has what you want in a quarterback, size, speed, arm strength, but competition, who do we play against? Can he do that at the next level? So I have Lawrence Fields, 
Um, after that, it just kind of gets murky. Um, it's guys that I'm not, I wouldn't be the, the highest on. I wouldn't do what the 49ers did and trade up for three. Uh, I mean, Wilson, I think, gives you a lot of talent, probably more so than the other guys, I would say. Um, but I, I go back, I think it was the Coastal Carolina game. He just like up disappeared and you're playing Coastal Carolina. Um, it's like, is he going to do that for our franchise? So I'd probably put Zach Wilson at three, um, Jones and then Lance. But that's, you know, Foos, I, I remember watching that game too. And really up until the final drive, I remember thinking like, okay, this guy's a first round pick, you know, like, and you know, there were, they took the game on like three days notice. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I will say they got the ball back. I think with less than a minute. And I remember he shredded their defense and almost, they almost scored to win. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, man, this is, you know, and again, it, it's a COVID year. So you don't know what anything really means, but COVID, you know, it, this past year, Coastal has supposed, supposed to have this top defense. It's like, man, he shredded them in a minute. But I also thought, okay, so where where was this? The other, you know, three and a half quarters of the game. Yeah. Um, the Trey Lance thing, I think for any of these guys that sat out this past year, the unknown is, man, can you just take a year off and then immediately jump to the NFL, you know? Um and get better at football. What, like, what is Does anybody get better at football by not playing football? Like Exactly, John. I mean, look at Gregory Rousseau. Um, he was, what was it, 17 and a half sacks his freshman year at Miami, or redshirt freshman year at Miami. Um, I mean, he was supposed to be, like, the next big edge rusher coming out. And then he just, like, flatlined at his pro day. Like, I think they said uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a higher vertical jump at his pro day coming out than Gregory Rosu did. It's like, dude, if you're sitting out, like, and you're going to be picked in the draft, you should be just, like, working on this 24-7. Like, that's all people are going to care about yeah. is your numbers. There's no you reason you play this year. Yeah, there's no reason you shouldn't be a pro day hero. Like that's yeah. like what a, you should have been traded for this to begin with uh, coming yeah. back in. And I think about who I was hoping was going to be our first round pick for Dallas about a month ago, Caleb Farley, who oh, man. super high on you have an off season. You ended the last season with surgery to alleviate pain in your back a year off of football. You get another one of those surgeries right before the draft timing could have been worse for him. Um, yeah. But here I've heard some other people say this, and I think it's correct evaluation. Even if you get your doctors to say all clear, backs don't get better. Like hmm. it's going to be something that continues to go down from there. I mean, I'm not in love with any edge rushers at the top. I think there's a lot of second round talent that's like a lot of sweet spots, but you don't have mm-hmm. those. Like you don't have that one guy that's super premier. So when people, somebody marks that like clowny type guy or miles garrett you don't have that that elite and that comes back to we talked about like putting the qbs together of course qbs you got to put them in a different ranking order for draft because if you get your franchise quarterback that's so much more valuable than everything else however i think a principle that should still be there is in the top 10 don't draft for the next couple years of your franchise you're drafting for 
how is this player going to play out over the next 15 years? So, yeah. so for me, it's not that I wouldn't say some of those QBs aren't worth getting drafted in the top 10 because of their position. But if you're looking yeah. at talent, we talk about Kyle Pitts, who's, you know, we've seen our fair share of top 15 talented tight ends that, you know, three years later, you're Eric Ebron's, you're... You can't even call Kyle Pitts a tight end. He's, he's not. Just he's just a weapon. Yeah, he's just a player. Yeah. Like, it's... He's going to break the mold. They're going to name positions after him. It's going to be this... He's just a beefier wide receiver. He's just going to eat up the slot. Um, which, of course, we talked about clickbait earlier. Of course, I've seen the articles. Jerry Jones is infatuated with Kyle Pitts. Who's not? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, who, who wouldn't love Kyle uh, Pitts on their I, team I right think, now we're gonna, we're gonna I would cutting. think most of the Cowboys front office would know he's not going to be there at 10 yeah. there, there's no way yeah. but if you tell us last year times? is CeeDee Lamb going to get down to what 17 oh man yeah <laughs> so and even then I don't know about you Chris I did not believe they would pick him I, I just knew they were going to take the uh, chase on edge rusher because that's the type of pick they would normally you know, make. I, but I remember that draft and thinking, okay, we have Amari Cooper. We have Gallup. And you just paid like $50 million yeah. to him. So it's like we're probably not going to take a wide receiver here. Yeah. And then they took him. And it's like, man, if you're Dak, he must love this, you know, um, to have three guys, three very capable guys that you can throw to. Most people don't re- remember at that time, technically, wide receiver was still position of need because we definitely didn't have a slot receiver. Uh, Randall Cobb yeah. was on a one-year deal. He just left, got overpaid to Houston. Thank you, Houston. We got a nice comp pick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you got to turn over. So even this year, if you hope your team picks the best player available, I mean, Michael Gallup's coming on the end of his rookie deal. So is he going to be affordable? Uh but I also think back to Terrence Williams. We all thought that he was going to be unaffordable at the end of his rookie deal, yeah. and then he took a you know stay home deal, and then he had his incident that was out of the league. So there's some of that that plays out. Yeah. But I think what we may do here. Um, by the way, I'll pause here for a second. You guys good? Need bio break? Good to keep rolling. I'm good. Yeah, I think but- I'm good. All right. One thing I think that's um, this is just some fo- more football talk, but the Bucks and how they built this team this past year. Um, I don't know. I love it. Where it's let's not get a quarterback first, but let's build a team, and then a quarterback yeah. can fall to us. Like, not that I mean Brady's just Tom Brady. Um, but other teams obviously aren't going to be able to get Brady, but you can do this where, I mean, you can just build your team up and then trade for a quarterback. Um, Because I think the NFL is becoming more like the NBA um, every single season where you, especially with some of these elite quarterbacks, like before Watson and all this um, masseuse stuff has come up. I mean, there was so much speculation about what team was going to trade for him. Um, and a team like the Dolphins, Panthers. Um, so, you know, 
anyways, all I'm, I'm thinking as a, as a team drafting, I just love best player available strategy. Yeah. Um, you don't want to draft for needs this year um, or any year. You almost just want to, unless you're like one step away from the Super Bowl, and like, if I was the Bills, man, I would do everything in my power to trade up to get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, that would just be so much fun. I mean, I'm gonna love to see him go to Cincy and him and Joe Burrow just be that tandem. That that AJ Green, uh, yeah level of like you're gonna put up monster stats for a decade playoffs every year probably never still gonna make the super bowl because that's how since he rolls <laughs> just just like the the kings of regular season like the old school atlanta hawks so they would just like crush it get first overall seed lose in the first or second round um but i don't know if this will show up on the the video but we're gonna try it out we're gonna do a little bit of a mock draft Okay. Everybody's favorite off-season activity. Foos, I will, of course, default you to make selections for Philly. You should be able to see it on Thank your screen. You. Um, we'll do Dallas and Philly. But you mentioned a point. The the thing about the Bucks, like that's the same sort of fear we have for Washington because their defense is nasty. Yeah, if, that's yeah. If they ever got somebody that could drive that bus. Just, just, just driving. We're at twelve, John. Eagles are at twelve. Thank you, sir. Are you doing the NFC East? I am. That's that. Thank you, sir. So here's the thing: I have two different monitors, and so I'm seeing what I'm seeing on one screen on one, and then the actual uh -huh. one I'm manipulating is over here. So how do we feel about speed? We'll go right down the middle. Speed, if yeah, I've done way too fast um, at times, but if we're not um, trading, because then trading we can also see speed. what we're talking about from there. We can trade if we want to. It'll proposition us and we'll try to make it yeah. reasonable with <laughs> we'll the have trades to hold each other accountable for reasonableness yeah we're not going to drop <laughs> like chris we can't drop from 10 to 15 and take like the their second third and fourth round picks uh that's gotcha. not going to okay. be realistic although there should be a tact for if you're trading up for your qb but the amount of trades i've been able to get on this where they traded up for just insert random position that didn't make any sense we'll go for there so you we'll know What's fantastic about this is knowing that the Rams are not on it and that they're not on it for like the next five years. Um, yeah. That they, they just don't care about draft picks. I think that's I fantastic. So one of my friends uh, read an article about the Rams draft strategy and how they even go about um, ranking players and they don't even look at any of the numbers for like the combine pro day stuff this year. Um, which honestly I'm kind of a fan of because while it is so much fun to just like watch, not watch the combine. I used to do that. Um, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> That's how you knew where everybody was coming from. You're like, oh yeah, I knew his oh, 40 yeah, time is yeah. 40. But like, I mean, you, you have those combine heroes, guys who just like vault, like man, like John Ross, um, those type of guys. And like that storyline's fun and it's like, oh, it goes back to the combine and they just completely do away with the combine, which I'm all for because how many times does a guy not have pads on to run 40 yard straight line I mean, in the NFL? Listen, but, I, I remember to this day, mm -hmm. oh, Jamarcus Russell can throw it 70 yards on sitting down. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, when in, a, when in a game is he going to be sitting down and need to throw the ball 70 yards? Like why? Like I get it. He has a strong arm. But you're right, Foose. You know, there there are those stories you hear, but they don't always translate. 
I would be more interested in having specific metrics that are important to the position they play. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need yes. to know how much my inside linebacker can run a 40. I want to know his yeah. three cone. I want to know how quickly he can change directions. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now they have the um, GPS yeah. put into pads. And, man, like, the NFL teams can get that. And it, it talked about how the Rams focus on that kind of stuff. Because, like, you don't care. Like you said, like, you care more about a three cone and, like, change the direction. Like, that's like that's Cooper Cup right there. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Um, like, you want a guy that can get out of out of a uh, route cleanly um, and get it open. Um, which <laughs> TK Metcalf, I remember you guys see, remember those like spider graphs where it like has everything like kind of in a circle. Um, yeah. And like their percentage wise, it's like everything on his was out except for like any, um, I think it was more like the three cone, but like any drill where he had to like change the direction was like almost like 0%. Um, and then he just plummeted, and now we see he's like one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff I find fascinating. Yep. But I was just laughing because the Rams—they're just like they don't seem to care about draft picks that much. They have a lot of confidence in their late round picks, um, and that they'll pan out. And then they just dump their money in players that are already established, I- like R- Ramsey, um, like Donald. I mean, obviously you want to dump into Donald, yeah. but um, trading for Stafford. Trading for Stafford, which I love because I have him in our dynasty league. Um, but but I, I guess my thing is though, they they trade as if they're a team that's one player away, right? And yeah. so it's like we're we're going to give up our first round pick to go get this guy because we're one player away from being a Super Bowl team. Um, and I mean, are we convinced that they're really there? That would they be my were question. One arthritic knee of Todd Gurley away from winning that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then yeah. um, his arthritis caught up with him. And um, yeah, that's just, that Super Bowl was just, that Super Bowl was like the um, switching to uh, college basketball very quickly. Uh, like the UConn versus Butler national championship game where both teams shot like terrible percentage wise. And it was just like, this is so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's mock. Let's mock. And then we can, uh, we'll do a little inter. I try to keep it as low to the randomness because it'll start sputtering out stupid picks that don't make any sense. For oh, any I team. love the randomness though. Cause you always have like teams. Like I think back, we, 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 like two years ago when the Rams drafted like Celine Farrell, like top five. And you're like, this guy was like supposed to go in the twenties. I mean, you kind of need that a little bit because the Raiders are always going to pick. So you always, oh yeah, you never know how they're going to well, throw everything off. So we'll we'll, we'll bring it up I a mean, little bit. Here's here's the deal. This year, the 49ers can decide how normal this draft will be. True, because we we already know who the first two picks are going to be, right? Yeah. Um, if they go Mac at three, I, I feel like that's going to throw everything off. Teams will be jumping in to get the other two quarterbacks. Yeah, somebody's coming up to four. It, it'll get interesting immediately. Really quick. Yeah. Four is going to be so interesting. Which, that's why I was thinking about six for Philly at the time. I mean, I also don't understand Miami's thought process. Like, they traded away, then came back up. Anyway, that's just Miami. Let's see what they do. Do Miami yeah. things. We're going to kick it off. We're going to get this thing rolling. And we are drafted. We're going to start right now. Justin Ooh. Fields it too. Awesome. 
Somebody, and that might be why Micah Parsons at six. Somebody's dumb. Jalen Waddle, I do think he will go to the Lions. Dumb. Or I think he'll be the Ooh, second. Dallas season. is. So, so let's John do a quick Pitch review. Is available at oh, ten. <laughs> Here's the, the thing. Eagles would like to trade up with the Dallas Cowboys. Here's the thing. We already have the headline. Jerry Jones is infatuated with Kyle Pitts. So I, I think Listen, we gotta. Jerry I think that's is the crying pick. tears of joy right now. All right. <laughs> So now, here's the thing I already see, though. Mac Jones is still available. Um, so I, I asked you about the, the randomness. We want to go back and reset this thing and pull the randomness back down. However, I don't think the random, no matter how we set it, because I don't think anybody else has Mac Jones that high. So do we want to go ahead and so here's, take take control well, of those draft picks? Here, so here's what I would say, John. Yeah. I mean, Wilson and Fields would probably be swapped. I think the Jets are all in on Wilson. Um, yeah. Man, I don't think Parsons is going that high. Yeah. I, I just don't. Oh, that's um, yeah. And I think he could be really good. I just don't think he's going that high. I don't think Chase is going to the Falcons at four. I mean, you already have Julio and Ridley like, and um, Russell Gage. Um, I think Zacchaeus also. I mean, they're not great guys, but uh, they do fine in the Chase, slot. Chase will be top 10, but just not to Atlanta. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, do we do we recent or do we just have a gentleman's agreement that neither Dallas nor Philly is going to pick Kyle Pitts because he's not going to be there for either one? Just reset it. That's fine. Reset. I'm fine. We're going in. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, we get to edit this stuff. This later is what on happens anyways. in the real draft. I probably want to. You reset you can't too, you can't dangle Kyle Pitts in front of Jerry and then take him away. Oh, he's right? the pick. If he falls to ten, he's the pick. I feel yeah. pretty confident in that because like we talked I, about I, Gallup's going to be gone most likely next year, depending on the funds available. And then you just slide Pitts right into that slot role, kick CD yeah. out. I mean, they have so much money committed. Yeah. Yeah. Here's I don't know. Thing but Amari's, Amari's contract is going to be done pretty soon as far as the ability to get out of it with committed money. Got it. Um, I don't think other teams like the CPU can trade within the draft. And so that's why players like Mac Jones are probably going to fall past both of our teams. Yeah. Um, because he's not highly ranked in this. Um, now, in this, well, that rankings. brings back the, the, sorry, go ahead. But no, it, I'm just saying that it's, we can, we can mock and I think we should. Um, but we all know that there's going to be a lot of, there trading, you go. I that looked, that looked a little bit more correct. and picks nine, maybe even pick 10. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Hey, Mac Jones. There we uh, go. After I say all that. To the, so, wow. Let's do a review. No, it's there's, so, here's what's interesting, though, Foose. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some mocks that have the Panthers taking Mac at eight, even though they just traded for Darnold. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it. Mac isn't a guy yeah. to go in and sit behind someone that's going to develop more. Um, if you're, you I mean, take him because he's more available. Ready. You would take Trey Lance yeah. if you're the Panthers here and have him develop. Um, the guy that jumps out to me, I mean, Pitts to nine. The the Broncos have so much invested in their tight ends already. Um, there's no way John Elway is going to keep throwing money at tight ends when he's on the hot seat and needs a QB. Um, I, and Trey I don't Lance think. There, but. I don't think Pitts would fall past six. Yeah. I, I think he could go at four or five or six. I don't There's, think he falls past that. Yeah. Um, I, I think a team's going to trade up for him if he does. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, the Lions are not going to draft another defensive back right yeah. away. I uh, think that's where you get another one of those wide receivers or those tight ends there, those weapons. I think, yeah, you could get Waddle um, if Swell falls um, to seven. I mean, what better pick for um, a new organization than to just get a franchise left tackle um, when you're trying to rebuild? I think that's uh, it's harder to find a better foundation than that. Okay. So we, we got some decisions, some some thoughts to make here. See, so I, I don't, I could not see them taking Waddle. I think Kyle Pitts is the exception to the wide receiver role because he's just that beastly. Um, I I think they like Parsons. I don't think they like him that high. So if you have a QB here, I think Dallas is trading out that pick. Um, for example, the ideal situation would, for, would be for, my opinion, for Trey Lance to fall to ten. And then start getting New England on the phone, dropping out to fifteen. Yeah, where you still you're probably I, still going to like your pick that comes in there. Now, the the issue that you start to run into. Okay, we got some trades that come through. Phillies, you you guys are even though we are you. Um, let's take a look here. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to make that trade. I can call yeah. and tell you that. So, um, so New England they're probably wanting to trade up for Lance. If we were to drop so you'd have 10 and 15 i think for me if i'm pulling out and i'm giving you a qb i think i want 46 i think i want your second round pick no future first i think that is a solid slight overpay when you look at draft capital or do we want to stand in pack for this draft and just make a pick let's just make picks okay so for this draft, we can do another if you want. And then from what I see here, we can we can we can do one of these each time. There, we can do a ton of these. So for me, from what I see here, talent wise, I think of it now. If it were, I would love Rashawn Slater. He's got a little bit shorter arms. You saw him on Versal. tape against Chase Young, and just manhandled him. Yep. Um, yep. So I think you plug him into your left guard spot, and he's your heir apparent to Tyron Smith when he does eventually call it quits with the amount of injuries that he's had. And then you're immediately backed up. So hopefully you have a healthy Tyron Smith. You have a healthy Zach Martin, healthy Lyle Collins. You've got um, who's the center they took was starting this past year. He's got a Biot, Tyler Biotish. I think he played yeah. well at center. I don't think he's going to be your, your Travis Frederick. But he is going to be a solid player. You plug in Rashawn Slater. I think you've got your backup to that all-star offensive line. Zeke could eat again. And you got all the time you need. You just paid your quarterback. Invest in protecting him. I think you go into that offense being off the charts. I don't see a defensive player as much as we need one that's going to make as much of a difference for, for down the road. What are your thoughts, Chris? It's tough. Um, you know, I see on our mock um, what the Lions did at seven. And, you know, that's what a lot of mocks have Dallas doing at 10. Yeah. Um, and so I, if Sertan's um, there, he's probably he's he's the pick. That's the way it's leaning. Towards. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people like J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I, I think to me, he's one of those guys that and you guys are right. If there's a quarterback still on the board. To me, trade down and take Horn at fifteen. Horn's probably Perfect. still there at fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he's there at fifteen. You get an extra pick. 
and all of that. Um, but if we're not doing any trades, it's tough. As much as I think they need to build the defense, John, I, I would agree. Um, I don't know that there's an impact game-changing guy right now at 10 still on the board that I would take. Yeah. Like, I like Parsons, but I don't like Parsons here, yeah. you know? Yeah. You see, if you're not taking a QB, try for talent, think of the long game. So I think we're in agreement. Sounds like if we were try, if we were trading ten, dropping back to fifteen with the New England, hoping that JC Horn gets here. Trade. This is a good draft to trade since things are wacky. Why not? Okay, and so we still might get Rashawn Slater. To trade. He is. Yeah. He just decided. <laughs> we are trading, and then are we comfortable with the the second round grab for New England? I think First that's the second. It's. Here's the thing. If you get a quarterback here and you get multiple teams interested, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a premium. Right. So second is already at overpay. Like if you're looking at the five spots that you would come up, you might look at like a third and a fourth or third and a fifth or a next year's two and a three. But I think just the two, I know they'll prove it because this the way this draft simulator is set up. But there we have another team. So Fusi, tell me, you approve this or no? Go for it. Or we'll see what kind of trade I can get now. Of yeah, course. I, I feel like you being the unbiased person here, we, we needed you to sign off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Pitts going to left. No, Slater gets Jaylen taken. Waddle. Oh, okay. Philly yes, is on Trey the Lance clock. Fell to us at 12. Here we go. Um, he, oh boy, he could have had him at six. He got him at twelve. Let's let's take a look. Let's take a look what Philly's got available to them. Um, Dallas wants to come back up. What, Dallas wants back. Actually, up, I guys. don't think Dallas wants back up. I think since we're both the users, it defaults to us, so we can pick it first. I wonder if that's what's going on. We Miami oh, would wow. be a Game. sweet spot because they've got thirty six as well. But if you could counter, oh yeah, I, I could do eighteen, thirty six, fifteen, eighty one. They might give it to, to you. Up to 12. So we, we know Miami's not coming up for a QB so, because they've already traded out of that spot. It does not seem like they're. I, they're I would look to look at a, Washington. I would look at Washington and Chicago. So Washington's at nineteen. Chicago is Chicago next, at twenty. Yeah, looks look at Washington. They came up first for you guys. Uh, Washington's got, I think, the same uh, argument. We could say is like, hey, that's almost identical with the distance. Close I'm to not going to trade with an NFC East team. Right. That's just something that's not. Gonna I, I think that's, that's fair. smart. Yeah, I, you're, I'm not going to help my yeah. my NFC East rival get their starting quarterback, especially if it's I Washington. Mean, what did we do? We traded with you guys like a sixth round pick last year or something weird, and it was just like this is the first trade between Philly and Dallas. And yeah, like, and it's one of those like day three like swaps, like somebody just getting up to get their guy, some probably like a pet cat. You didn't want to wait to see if they got to a free agency. Which, by the way, we can talk about that undrafted free agency. I think is kind of you're going to have a lot of players that make teams this year that go through that. So, oh, yeah. dropping from twelve to twenty—that's a pretty big jump. I think if they're coming up for their QB. Um, by the way, did they didn't even get a QB? So that's the thing that's busted with this. Yep. If they come in, they're getting that QB. However, we're going to have the same thing play out. Maybe there's another QB that's out there. So. What do you like in your face? I'll do 20 and what, 52? Let's call it. Why not? Yeah. 
And if you're ever trying this at home, you can totally fleece these teams for an entire. <laughs> oh, we lost JC yeah. Horn. Like the Parsons. Yeah, I was thinking, I didn't say anything, but the uh, Vikings are probably going to take whatever top defensive player is there. Um, probably start with defensive back. All right. We, uh, we each had a trade. I don't think we trade again. I think we pick whoever's on the board from here on out. Yeah. Um, I think those are, that's likely if, for both teams. There's a QB and you're not picking your QB, you're most likely trading out. May not happen twice, but we'll go from here. So, I don't like Micah Parsons at Tim. I am in love with also Jeremiah Wusa Korbora. I think he is yeah. uh, the, the Jalen Smith replacement of what could have been. Um, <laughs> I th- He's a little light for a linebacker, but you could probably even play him at safety. He has good coverage skills. And yeah. that's the future of the NFL. I don't care he's if he's like a Justin yeah. Simmons light. I want my I want my linebackers to cover, especially the way the tight end position is moving and those mismatches. You want your linebackers to cover. I think that's definitely worth a top fifteen pick. Of course, uh, who is probably their top safety on the board? Trevor Mooring out of TCU. He's also a local Dallas kid. Well, I mean the, the school's right there at least. Greg Newsom. Also, a lot of people have him right in that, right below. Depending on how you value him, very could be one of those. In the same vein that we had for for Diggs this past year, we probably would have taken him later, but he outplayed a lot of other top picks in the Corby cornerback uh, class last year. So we definitely got some options. Those are my initial thoughts. Cortez, what are you thinking? You know, I, I was thinking about Mooring or the linebacker from Notre Dame too, John. Um, I think what's so hard is I feel like Dallas's linebacker position is such a question mark. So you think, okay, will Jalen Smith, you know, be what we thought he was becoming? You know, yeah. um, will Vander Esch ever play a full season and not have an injury? You know, um, it's just will Sean Lee, Sean Lee 2.0. Um, will, <laughs> will Sean Lee finally retire? <laughs> um, there's just so many question marks that, like, if they draft a linebacker, you're like, okay, I get it, but you just hope that you're not drafting a guy that, you know, is going to be perpetually injured, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think at this point, if J.C. Horn were there, obviously, to me, he's the pick. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, I think even if Micah Parsons were there, he might be the pick. Um, I do really like the guy from Notre Dame, though, John. I, I think I'd probably go with him. Okay, that that would be my leading in because I think you could find decent free safety play in the second round as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And especially there is definitely a realistic scenario where bo- you could have both of those linebackers replaced next year. You can get off a of Jalen Smith's contract at the end of next year for the most part You're on the cheap have to if he doesn't right. explode. So, yeah. uh, if anything, again, being the fact that I can play. JOK in coverage. I can play him in nickel situations as well and still have him, you know, potentially cover tight ends in the slot. Let's do it. Let's pull a trigger. We got our guy. Come on, Rashad Bateman. I can't, I can't see Caleb Farley still going that early. He's like, Oh, you can't. I think Caleb Farley could realistically, and maybe this is outrageous. He might be there at 44. He out of the first round. Yeah, he might be there yeah. at 44 in the second round. And then we pulled the same thing we yeah. did with Jalen Smith. Like, his talent's up there. You pulled the trigger on it. 
Yeah, maybe it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to trade down again. So not liking these picks. So Farley's uh, gone. Go Barrymore, with... Tucker. We've got Vera Tucker. It's not bad. I like Barrymore. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a developmental player. Eagles. I mean, Cox is on the wrong side of thirty. Quitty Page. There's a lot of players on the wrong so, side of thirty. I mean, I'm looking so at Foose. our. Huh? Let me. Go so let me ask you a question. I see. You know, Pro Football Focus has your team needs up here. Um, <laughs> do you agree with those needs? Um, what for you would be the priority with this pick? QB. Um, we. We don't need one. One for the right value is good. Um, I'm actually a fan of the Joe Flacco signing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we overpaid for him. But you have to remember, when he signed last year with the Jets, he was coming off of what some people thought was a career-ending neck injury. And they didn't know even know if he'd play. Um, he was a Super Bowl MVP. That's a guy I want in my quarterback room. Um, just give the season to Hurts. Like, we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, let's see what he can do. If he's a franchise quarterback, amazing. If not... Oh, well, you can get a quarterback, like I said, Trask, Mills. Those are some guys I like. Um, so QB is not a huge need for me um, in the first two rounds. Um, looking at their depth chart, oh, boy, it is a mess. Um, defensive back, you got Darius Slay. Not bad, but on the wrong side of 30. We're paying him a lot. We traded a bit. Um, and then behind him is Michael Jaquette. And Jamison Houston, never even heard of that name until right now. Um, that's He's our third, but still not promising. And then on the other side, you got Craig James, who he's a North Dakota State guy as well. I think he was undrafted or seventh round, something like that. And Kevon Seymour. Um, so I would go, man, in a perfect world, I would love to go – Patrick Sertan and like Asante Samuel Jr. and double dip go one, two. Yeah. Um, because you, in today's NFL, you almost need a great slot corner. Yeah. Um, especially mm. if you have, a, if you're lined up against a guy like Kyle Pitts, you almost need five guys um, that can play because the amount of dime and nickel yeah. coverages, like you, you're probably going to get one yeah. injury to that group every semester, every season as well. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who I don't want you guys to pick. I would hate for you guys to get Greg Newsom because I think he's going to be a player. Um, you think Greg Newsom's going to be the player? So I'm moving on now to defensive end Ed Rutgers. We got Brandon Graham, first Pro Bowl, which is a shame. He should have been in Pro Bowl long ago. Derek Barnett hasn't played up to his um, his draft position for whatever reason. We slapped our fifth year uh, option on him, um, and we're paying him quite a bit. I think it's like twelve million. Uh, could be wrong on that. Josh Sweat's not bad. Joe Ostman, I don't think he's the future. Quitty Pay, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset taking him here. Um, line, offensive line, it, we're always injured off and on. Um, but left tackle, I mean, we have Jordan Mailata, who is seventh round, out of Australia, rugby turned um, left tackle. Jeff Statlin's amazing, and then we have Andre Dillard behind him, who was a first round pick not too long ago. We're lacking guards. Brandon Brooks is amazing, but he's who knows what he's going to come back like. He's getting older. Christian Darasaw could be versatile, but I'm actually going to say Quiddy Pay, um, edge rusher. I feel like it's, it's almost a good thing to have too many edge rushers. 
Um, and he's a guy where um, he can rotate in this year. And then, um, you know, I'm not sure how long Brandon Graham's going to be along. Derek Barnett's probably not going to be back next year. Uh, and you, you always want to be on top when it comes to edge rushers. Um, so is he the first edge rusher off the board so far? Yeah. In this draft. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Put it in. Ideally, I would trade back here, but I don't feel like messing around with the trade thing again. So I'm going to slow that down a bit. Wow. Russo, 24. Saving Collins. I really like Saving Collins. Um, I don't know if you've seen his tape. I think it was against Tulsa, but that guy like single-handedly won them the game, and like and that's that's high for Asante Samuel. Yeah, I don't think you take yeah. them. However, I mean that questions the domino effect of Caleb Farley. Um, you push everybody, you push the need up for people to go up higher for their for their cornerbacks. So Philly is back on the clock at number thirty-seven. Oof. All right, scroll down a bit. We got. Elijah Moore, I like him at the slot guy, but do you want to take just a straight slot guy here? Um, if you want me to look at any specific position, I can do that as well. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not wanting to go down that far. You can go back up. Um, I have another pick coming up. What was that, 50? You have a pick at 52. 52. 52. Okay. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore here. We need help inside. I, I love Greg Ward awesome story um but elijah moore man he did amazing at old miss this past season um you look up stats for this past college football year and he's right up there with like all of them um and in nick sirianni's offense he focuses a lot on mismatches and um i think quick decision making and i think like a, a guy like elijah moore could really help our offense the pick had 37 Philadelphia Eagles take Ledge Moore, wide receiver, Mississippi. So I think the likely thing that might happen for Dallas, if they do trade back and they get these double second round picks, I would not be surprised to see them pair them together to jump back up in the first round if they like somebody at that top one to two yep. point one first round borderline for a second round talent. They might mm -hmm. come back up for it. So I think the Eagles could do the same. We're right at the beginning of the second round and we have a lot of it. We have the most picks in the draft with 11. Right. Dallas right behind it. Last year too. John scroll yeah. back up. Um, I thought I just missed something. Go to the end of the first round into the first round. So on this. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. I'm like, Whoa, Kyle Trask went with the first, the last. If the bucks are trying to repeat there's and they just signed Brady, there's no way they make that pick. Yeah. yeah. Listen, this is this isn't real. This is just the internet <laughs> doing internet things. We try to keep it as little yeah, random just, as possible. I, I did a double take real quick. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well done. So I let off the first couple of times we looked at this. So Chris, I don't want to hog all the mic. You tell me what you're yeah, thinking for what you're seeing. So it's tough. It looks like we've got 44 and 46. Um. You know, it's tough. I do think we need most positions on defense. I'll just put it that way. Um, we need most positions on defense. Mm -hmm. We've already got kind of a hybrid linebacker in the first round. Um, 
man, I'm looking for an edge rusher at this point. I thought maybe one of those guys that got drafted in the first would fall, um, but they did not. <laughs> um, here's the other interesting thing, John. The tight end from Penn State, I'm not thinking about him with this pick, mm-hmm. but maybe later in the second round or possibly even the third. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's definitely not he's he's definitely not a Pitts, but um, I think he could be a good NFL tight end. Mm-hmm. One tight end not to sleep on is Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Yeah, um, he was mostly used as a blocking tight end, and I mean, you got Ian Book um, dishing out the ball there, so he's not going to get the most targets um, or good passes to him. Um, but last year, Cole Kemet. Um, or commit was the re- big receiving tight end. And now this year um, they had some guy, I forget his name now, Michael something. Um, and he was insane. But Tommy Tremble was a guy who was not used properly as a receiving tight end at Notre Dame. I think he could be a really good tight end in the NFL where he can block, so, he can catch, he can, he can almost pay that, play that H back position where he can go yeah. almost anywhere in the backfield and do whatever you need. So, John, I, I just saw Landon Dickerson there. Um, and I think, you know, Foose let us off earlier to kind of say he, he could have potentially been a first-round pick. To me, he's the guy that if you have an extra second-round pick, I almost say, like, man, why not why not go for it? Now, um, John, I know you were feeling really optimistic about Dallas's new center. Would So, I mean, would you... Would you chance that? Do you still go best player available? Do you see the potential there and take him? Or do you say, hey, no, we're good. We have our guy. My initial thoughts are I think we have potentially competent play, considering he stepped in as essentially a rookie and wasn't even slated to be the starting center at the beginning of camp. Uh, Dallas did a lot of weird stuff when all their injuries hit. They didn't put in the people that I think a lot of like the – you know, the local beat writers, even the fans would have, like, wished they would have played. They took them a while to put in Beatters. They took them a while to rotate out some players that maybe probably shouldn't have been in the starting lineup. Uh, so I'm never going to be upset for taking extra depth. So, but I could also, if they get two second round picks, they need a lot of help secondary. So, yeah. My. One player out of these two yeah. picks that I think they would love to have is Richie Grant out of UCF. A true free safety. They haven't had a true free safety. Uh, they did sign Keanu Neal, but he's more of a thumper. All right, he's more of a you know strong safety. He's a hybrid too, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they did get previously. They wouldn't have taken a safety high picks, but Dan Quinn's taken high draft picks on safeties. So I think well, out of one of these two picks, you got to come on. Come come over with a DB. You know, I know a lot of, you know, both the guys from UCF, Aaron Robinson, I think is going to be a player as well. But Darius Washington, he's split. Um, you have people that think he's the number one free safety in the draft. You have people that think he's a, you know, fourth round pick. So, because uh, he's short. If you look at his yeah, height, five foot eight, I, on a I good know day. I mentioned, I know I mentioned the edge rushers <laughs> earlier thinking uh, one of, the guys who went in the first would be here. I also thought Samuel would be here as well. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I think if any of those guys are here, that's the obvious pick that you make. Sure. Um, but but John, you're right. I think they do need secondary help. So you could you could start maybe by taking one of those safeties. I would think. And it's only one pick away. So you know, remember yeah. if we want to take one. So who do we not want to lose at this spot? Um, hmm. But if you feel like Landon Dickerson, I've I'm not familiar, so I haven't. I can't tell you one way or the other. I mean, center point of Alabama's line for years. Yeah. Um, surefire day one or first round pick. So let me blew his ACL out. So, well, that's to me that's a red yeah. flag. I'm tired of the second round risk risking on an injury person. We, um, we've been hurt. We've been hurt before, John. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the round that Dallas throws things at the wall. And if they're not going to have somebody like Slater available in the first round, I don't think. Um, Connor Williams is the long-term solution. I think he's better slated yeah. to be a backup swing tackle. And so if you were telling me uh, this guy could slide in and play guard, I'm here for it. Or play center and switch one of the other guys to play guard as well. So I'm I'm, I'm down for this pick. If we want to pull the trigger on that, and then maybe come back and get Richie Grant two picks later. You tell me, Cortez. I, make the call. I, I say I say we make the pick and get and patch up our defense two picks later. We're gonna call it. The tags are blinking. I, I just I think the potential is too high. Yeah. And our guy's still there, who I think is the guy, which is Richie Grant, uh, out of UCF. I think he is the best true free safety of ball hawking free safety. You can play you can find strong safeties later in the draft. That's the way I kind of look at it. You can find somebody to go up and tackle. Uh, that's my thought. Any any objections? Any qualms no, with that pick? Great. Let's pull the trigger. Richie Grant. Now, I am in love with this so far. We got a solid patchwork for linebacker play. Our linebacker of the future who can be a versatile play in the slot can pick up and cover. We've got an interior lineman. We've got our DB who's got a ball hawk in the back end. We'll probably try to shoot for a quarterback later on. But we got Philly on the clock. Do we need to do a little bit of rollback and see who we lost? <laughs> the Cardinals draft Najee <laughs> Harris. Didn't they just sign? Um, well, what running back was it? Uh, James Conner. Um, is what it anyways. Is. Yeah. Najee Harris will probably go um, late first, early second round. Um, yeah. For me, Travis Etienne also hasn't gone yet. Yeah, there's a few guys I like here. Um, Jamin Davis, first off, he some mocks have him going late first. Um, here it says his ADP is 100, which is I think off. Um, I think they, from what I read about him, he's just like had one stellar season and that's it, and teams just don't know what to do with him. Um, so we need linebackers pretty bad like last year we had um some of the worst linebacker play i have ever seen um and thank goodness some of that has changed around alex singleton came from he was um canadian football league and we signed him he actually played pretty well Uh, we got eric wilson from the vikings who are now defensive coordinator uh coached when he was there in minnesota he also brought over anthony harris a safety those are just one-year um, contracts. 
a guy like Jabril Cox I could see going here. Um, I heard Pete Werner um, is apparently um, rising up some teams' draft boards. But I'm actually not going to go linebacker here. Um, the guy I want. I love Javon Holland. I think he can play cornerback and safety from Oregon. And I, I love versatility. I mean, we had Malcolm Jenkins here for years. And that guy played like so many different positions and was stellar. I don't think Javon Holland's that kind of player of um, like Jenkins was, but he's versatile. I like that versatility. Creed Humphrey is my pick. Uh, center out of Oklahoma. Um, Lincoln Riley and Howie Roseman have um, this connection that seems kind of weird between um, a coach and a a college coach and a GM in the NFL. I was kind of hopeful that we'd get Lincoln Riley, but I know that's just a pipe dream of a head coach. But last year, um, one of the things that swayed apparently the Eagles to take um, Rager round one was Riley talking about him playing against him in the Big 12. Hmm. And then who did we take in the second round? Um, Oklahoma's quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Um, Creed Humphrey. If there's anybody that can replace Jason Kelsey, it's him. He has tested off the charts athleticism-wise for as a center. Um, and this season, even though we have Jason Kelsey back, he could easily move over to guard, I think, and take over um, for Sayamalu at left guard. And that would leave us, I think, with a pretty good O-line. And then once Kelsey retires, we move Humphrey back, and he just snaps the ball. Um, yeah, I would love to take Jamin Davis here. Um, I think I would just do that right off the bat. Um, might want to scroll down just a little bit um, just to see if there's anybody else. Eric Stokes. Actually, I, I need to take Eric Stokes. I need a defensive back or a cornerback. And he's probably a second-round um, prospect from what I've been seeing. I, yeah. yeah. So that's just – Jamin Davis, Eric Stokes, those are guys who I think are going to go higher. Yeah. Um, oh, Davis Mills, third round. I'm a little Tempting, surprised but... to see Kellen Bond go this early i've heard uh some teams might take him second really um i've heard a colin kaepernick comparison um i know dallas would have interviewed him but i think that's more of a if he slides to fourth fifth maybe a long-term backup yeah. prospect but it's it's interesting um so first we're locking in eric stokes yeah eric stokes right. is the pick here if he's oh my goodness, if he's there in the third round, you take him. Yeah, uh, we need cornerbacks. So uh, if not Jamin Davis, I mean that's a no-brainer for me. But you guys will probably take him now at linebacker. So I don't know. Actually, no, you already, we took, already we um, took Jeremiah. I mean, we did already take a linebacker. I do like Kelvin Joseph. Um, that's not the UCF corner I typically like to go with. Like to go with Aaron um, Thomas Grant Jr., who I think. Could be the pick if he lasts this long. What I would love to see them take is Tommy Tagli, or Tagiel, or however you pronounce his last name. Tommy yeah. T from the Ohio State. He's a big man who can play in the middle, but can get some push. Um, they don't have a permanent solution, long-term plan there. They've got some guys that I think will be solid rotation players. Um, so... I've heard good things about Patrick Johnson. Play the edge. I don't think they have any long-term solutions. Um, yeah, there's Fuse's guy, Tommy, Tommy Tremble. Tremble out there. I think 
Team uses him right. I think he's versatile. I think he's good. Did so, John? If we could review for a little bit, yeah. did Penn State's tight end go? I think so. We can actually already pull up specifically the tight ends that are available. We can do. He's that. another guy who I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Like free or he's more, d- something. Hunter Long's yeah. good. Yeah, he he um, definitely then went already because well. he's not. Okay, so he definitely went already. He probably went second. Yeah. I know how we did miss that earlier, but... This is... Seventh round. Yeah. This is where you start going in. I think this is where you have to keep going your your BPA as much as possible. Um, You know, I've heard... Kelvin Joseph, I haven't heard him interviewed or linked with the, the Cowboys, but looky there. Most drafted by <laughs> Dallas. There we go. However, I also think Dallas probably, we, we crush this as Dallas fandom uh, using this site. If you look at how many teams are drafted for, Dallas is by far away the highest one. So we already <laughs> went interior again. I think Tommy Togiai. Again, don't know how to pronounce it. I think interior defensive line. However, we need cornerbacks. We didn't. We didn't take any of those first three picks. So, to me, it's a coin flip there. But I think, think that could be a solid pick. That's who I've been picking the most in the third round. I've seen him go as high as sixty-five. I've seen him sometimes slip to into the eighties. So. Yeah, I, I think you're right, John. I mean, I think the hope was that one of two corners was going to be there in the first. We're now in the third. We've not gotten a corner yet. I, I think that's the most pressing yep. most pressing need. Pulling the trigger. Let's go. <clears throat> that's right. The Patriots forfeited that pick. Uh, what was that for? Um, one of their times they cheated. Probably. I'll just make it stuff <laughs> up. I need to actually go and look. Billy up. on the clock. Uh, 84. I mean, this is just stupid, but Jam and Davis. Wow. He's still there. Dude. I mean, at this point in time, do we need food? So you need to check out the Twitter. Is something going on? Do we have some gas mask situations? Sometimes it's just the, the internet. The internet being the internet. Yeah. And he's he's yeah. most he's linked with your team. Yeah, we need linebackers. Um, at, at some point in time, there's only so much we can control the way this is set up. So, if he was there, you'd pick him. So, yeah, we, I, I mean, I'll I'll take him right now. Yeah. Um, make that an easy pick, but I I don't think he's yeah. um, he's gonna make it. And this is where I could see teams like Dallas and Philly who have the highest height number. 10 picks for Dallas, 11 picks for Philly. I think on these day two, day three, I think you're going to see Trey them Sermon. moving a little around a lot. Trey Sermon was just taken by the Vikings. I don't think that happens, but Trey Sermon's a guy. He's another one of those COVID-type one-year wonders from Ohio State. What is he, a graduate student or something? It's it's going to be fascinating, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Him in the NFL. Tell me to get- I, I just don't know what to expect. Tommy, the guy, he went at 89. Okay. Sean Wade, cornerback at Ohio oh, State. Sean He's Wade. probably going to play safety. Man, that guy, that guy tanked yeah. 
from he was one of the top cornerbacks then his values is shot which to me no uh that would insinuate anything about the safety position but Shaz. Okay. I, I think that's for players who, if you're just not quite fast enough to play cornerback, go play safety, Sean Wade. Um, Shaz <laughs> Sherratt. Uh, I'm probably seeing his name down. Out of North Carolina. Uh, I've seen him like like four months ago. He was going second round in a lot of these blocks. Um, yeah, he probably he could. He was a quarterback, and um, I forget his name now, but North Carolina's quarterback. Is it Sam Howell? Um, he's probably going to be one of the top quarterbacks next year. And so he lost yeah. out that quarterback battle. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to transition to play linebacker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that typical transition. But it's worked out for him. Um, and especially in a coverage league where a guy, you have a linebacker now who um, is talented enough to be a col- D1 college quarterback. That could be interesting, I think. Um, I don't specifically know his... Um, his speed though off the top of my head and whether or not he's good in coverage but um, so we got a we got a couple of names we talked about we talked about tommy tremble who's your guy so tommy tremble still there he's available um in that range and still mox, good value um mox have him going all over he could go third round he could go fourth fifth round i mean it's a tight end um you don't know see here's here's i've Jalen Darden, I've I've, yeah, I've heard think... him connected. Of course, anybody who's in the in the TCU North Texas, they're going to be linked to Dallas. That's just sort of how it goes because they're nearby. They're going to have already been talks with. I don't know when they pull the trigger on that. Um, they haven't taken another offensive player again. If you guys haven't watched Darden's YouTube highlights, you should. No. He's a guy where it's like you're watching Tyreek Hill. The problem is his competition. Right. Uh, you just don't know how well it's going to translate. But uh, yeah. he had so many touchdowns this year, and he was just juking guys out of their shoes and making them look stupid. I think weapons are always a benefit. I think maybe he could be a return game as well. Um, and we always know you're always one injury away from having a what normally would be a like Cedric Wilson for Dallas, or they do have some some fourth fifth string wide receivers, but they don't have anybody that's that I think can jump into that slot that has that speed to do so. And I'm not convinced that they would take like they love Blake Charwin. If he had not been injured, he might have had yeah. a monster year. I think he is that athletic type tight end. However, they don't have a third string tight end right now. They are just inserting replacements again. Blake Charwin oh, coming off an injury. So So I, I think for me, John, you mentioned it earlier too. You know, what are the features of Cooper and Gallup? Yeah. You know, and so maybe you take somebody here who's your fourth wide receiver this year, or maybe a special teams guy this year, and maybe he develops into your number two, number three. But you just don't know, you know, are they going to pay Gallup? Are they going to try and move Cooper in a year or two? Um, so I, I don't think taking Darden is outrageous. Yeah. No. I think that as well. We could also see a trade. You know, the, the most common people talk about, hey, let's trade Gallup. He's at the end of the deal. I'm like, might as well just use him for the year, even if you aren't going to let him go get a compensation. Pick. I will yeah. say as a non-Dallas fan, I think Gallup gives you the best value 
um, at that position. Yeah. Um, he's one of the few that actually he's, he's but, probably out of the three they have right now, probably the best for the long ball. Um, oh yeah. As far as those throw, throw it up and let Gallup go up and get up. So here, here's a question I think that's good to ask for rival teams. Who do you not want to see Dallas take? I mean, well, in the third round, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it actually impacts from there. Ideally, your top your top 100 picks, they should be at least starters, if not rotation players, their first year. I think any anybody on defense, like Sertan, from to go to Dallas, um, I would not like that yeah. very much. Um, because we're already in trouble with receivers yeah. as is the the Bama DBs. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Any of the top defensive backs, but you guys will probably do that. Um, yeah, I think it's a fun pick. I think we go Darden. I didn't mean to cut you off, Cortez. You cool with that? Yeah. No, I, I think that's the pick. Let's go. And by the way, if I'm ever getting too long-winded and you're like, yeah, just put the pick in, dude. Just let me know. Moving right along, the third round is down. Let me see if I can speed this up because I feel like it's... I'm looking down, but it's had some draft stuff. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing, Foose. I have dual screen, but I have stuff I've been... The try screen with my phone... Couple of tight ends went off the board already. I don't know that. I saw the Notre Dame kid, but let's. I think he's. <sighs> yeah. There's a couple of high end ranked players, but I know nothing about Jamar Johnson. We haven't seen any tape. John Jamar Johnson was like prof. All I know is like PFFs, like top safety of the draft. But they they always do stuff weird. Yeah, um, our boy Tommy Trims. He's still in there. He's still there. Still there. Average draft position oh, one forty. Dallas is the number one who's been drafting him. Um, let's just kind of look around because I don't think we have to fall in love completely with value. Um, I, I like Ambry Thomas out of Michigan as a depth cornerback play. Doesn't necessarily have to be this round. Do we see any other names? Like Aaron Banks, the guard from Notre Dame. I think he's a good late round pick. It's hard to go wrong with a Notre Dame offensive lineman. Yeah. In fact, usually when I get to the, like the end of like sixth or seventh round, and there's just those throwaway picks, I'm just like, oh, they played on Notre Dame or Wisconsin's line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Uh, used to be Iowa a little bit ago, um, but yeah. Exactly. It's like. So I have no overwhelming thoughts on this on this pick whatsoever. There's nobody that just jumps out of me. Um, in the next round, at like 138, I've got some some late, other late round wide receivers I was keen on, but otherwise, kind of wide open for me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, John. I mean, at this point. It's like you're glad Trimble's still there. Do we love him? I don't know. Um, He's one of my... And so I, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, I think drafting for depth is good. But yeah, there's nobody I'm like, I don't know that there's anybody I'm dying to have here. I, you know, and I don't even know, John, if this is a spot where you maybe trade back and just acquire more picks and no. kind of see. And, and here's what you what would happens. hope your team might do by now is they had those extra yeah. picks. They might have paired up and maybe jumped higher in a spot earlier. Maybe jumped a few picks in the third yeah, round. No, absolutely. Or yeah. to, to get another specific player. I'd rather you throw a couple extra late round picks to go up and get the guy you want that you have a plan for. Um, they're just kind of throwing darts at the wall. Now, I like the late round linebackers from Ohio State. I don't think, considering that they even lost um, their other backup linebacker who signed with Houston, forget his name. He played a couple of years with us, who is a great backup linebacker, but he was forced into starting the entire time because... Such is life. Um, I'm sorry. I got to pause here. I got to. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna make a pause here. I can hear all the munching, <laughs> all the all the food sounds. <laughs> uh, I was just like that. That is why the camera's off. So you can go ahead and, when that happens. You can also go ahead and hit that mic button too, at the bottom left hand corner. Consider that like your mute button. So if you ever need a cough, you make a notation of yeah. when this was. I will disable for the next two minutes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so going, going dark. Chris Cortez, going dark. All right, let's make the pick. Yeah. Sorry about that. Keep it moving us around. I am going to go with. Okay. Since Chris is going dark. Yeah, we're going dark. We're going to go and make the pick. I, I think I want an edge player here. Um I don't. I don't see them needing to play, pick a tight end. I think they're more likely to do an undrafted free agent tight end or late round than spend a fourth round pick on it. So I'm yeah. going to go up with the the guy. They already got his teammate from UCF, Tay Gowan. Let's go pull the trigger here. I think it's decent value. I think there's some other options they they might prefer, but I'm not in that mm -hmm. war room, so I don't know. Because you would say this is where you start getting your your position coaches in the room and saying who do you have a vision for so Philly's up at 123 it's hard for me to Jamar Johnson or Kendrick Green I mean both guys I think could be good uh, I already drafted interior offensive linemen I'll say Jamar Johnson coming in with a pick we we need safety help I mean our safeties we signed um Anthony Harris from the Vikings, who um, PFF is like really high on. He was like their best safety last year, but they're high on random people. Um, Rodney McLeod's coming off major injury. Um, I like Kevon Wallace from last year. Um, drafted him out of Clemson, but he hasn't really produced yet. Um, I feel like fourth round, it's it's hard to go wrong with defensive backs. Um, especially in today's NFL. So we're yeah, back. So we got a. Uh, we took uh, the other UCF quarterback last round. Um, Foos to the Eagles went ahead and got that safety out of Indiana. We're back on. We're speeding things up because we're gonna get things moving around. I think we're just gonna start rolling through some picks. Okay. Um, so here's. Um, 
What do you know about? You scroll back up, John. Mm-hmm. Up or down? To somebody? Or which side? Oh, on the the prospect side, the cowboy side. Yeah, it's all the way up. Okay. Um, I saw, and maybe I I just missed it. I saw an edge rusher on here from Penn State that I was going to ask you about to see if you knew anything about him. Most likely not. So maybe he was down a little bit. I know nothing. Shaka Tony. Is he yes. related to Kadarius? Shaka Tony. Um, I'm gonna look that up. Not familiar. We've not gotten. We've not gotten an edge rusher. Well, we haven't gotten D lineman. So I was also looking at other D line players as well. Um, yes. Cooper gets down there a little bit. The other. I was also thinking the D tackle at a A and M. If I can find Bobby Brown, I know he's had some some talks and visits with them. So, oh, that's right. What's that website? Don't what it's going on. We don't want you to. Look. So, I'm fine with an edge here. I do think we go D-line right yeah. here. His draft stock's gone down a little bit. As you can see, he's highly mocked to Dallas. But, again, I don't want to just do whatever things been seeing. So, if you would have – I've also heard Patrick Jones had a pit. Um, at this point, you you pick who you think is going to be the better player and kind of ignore the rankings. Yeah. So, if you want to go Shaka Tony, he's also – I think we're to run to that a lot where people get mocked to Dallas a lot. Just because the amount of picks yeah. <laughs> and drafts that we do, <laughs> um, so you, it's a coin flip for me. Either way, Cortez, you make the call. Oh boy, um, it's tough. I feel like going into this draft, it, it's a huge need. Um, Dallas's defense. I mean, you obviously have all the weapons on offense. You've just secured Dak um, for a lot of money. And so to me, if you could get another edge rush, and I'm doing some on-the-spot research um, on this guy, um, like we're all doing. Yeah. I don't have the triple screen set up like Foose, but... um, You know, I... Because, like, where's the depth behind... uh, Randy Gregory and yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, you you took a late round, like a fifth round pick last year. I forget the guy's name already, uh, but that's kind of what it is. You got a couple of. If I saw the names in front of me, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, they have hopes that they can be a rotation player," but I don't think they have anybody. If one of those guys goes down, so I think Edge is definitely on the so, thing, and i think you can get a big guy in the center even later if need be i don't think you have to, for the role that you're probably getting in the talent level that you're getting at this round um you know john i'm looking at what nfl.com has to say about him and and they're thinking he's going to be there in round five maybe even round six um it's i i think if there's an interior lineman that you really like that i would say let's just pick him and we'll wait it's really on this. It's guy. really throwing darts, but I do think there's a there's a pocket of edge rushers here that you can go through. I don't I don't know how much of drop off you'll have between some of the other guys that are in the area. So I think we can like a Patrick Jones, 
Um, or even yeah. Tyrone Jackson from Coastal. Like a small school, but had some production. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's go Bobby Brown. Keep this thing rolling. Let's do it. Well, fit. Tommy Tremble. He's there, there for you. He's your guy. That's an easy pick for me. All right. Um, I mean, you can put him in. Zach Ertz, I don't think, is going to be here by this time of the draft. Um, I'm surprised he's still there. there I, I would have yeah. thought by now they would have traded or released or done something. So they already – who did we release? Something with the dates of release um, and how NFL contracts work, where it was like, Got oh, it. if you release this guy on this day or something. And we already released someone, I guess – early where it would have helped so now if we release him past like june 15th or something like that then it works out better contract wise well we, we it also wouldn't surprise me if we traded Ertz and like our second round pick to move up maybe a little bit in the first or something back into the first i should say this is where i think we uh but it got a little too cute here patrick jones is still there there's still some a lot of the same edge rushers that were there um I do think we pull the trigger on one if we can. Also, we talked about it before. If they have an edge rusher that they still have a high grade on, they're going to go up and get him. I think that's kind of the same thing for any team. If you got the capital to get up and get somebody you want, they're going to be there. For good things, uh, the guy Patrick Jones have about Pitt. Um, as far as like this re- ranking, this draft, if we just want to take a take off the edge and just look at the general prospects not really anybody there that's like blowing me away um but i think it's gonna like who's gonna make my team that's what i want to know yeah so i don't think you even touch running back i do like she smith if we hadn't gotten um the kid out of north texas the guy from north yeah, texas then i would yeah. I, I think he's gonna be a solid fourth wide receiver that could still be in rotation for for a couple of years but again i think at florida state is that the first edge rusher we see listing here now we had a few already so considering there's nobody else that i've even heard connected with them or that we were we're in love with i'm not i'm not against hunting down prospects by position we know anything about noah gray tied in there Played at Duke. So. <laughs> Thanks, Boots. <laughs> now, here's something I, c- I could easily help. see Dallas doing. They love them some Boise State players. They do. So don't be surprised, considering they don't have a lot of depth tied in beyond beyond their first two guys, uh, Dalton Schultz, Schultz and... Uh, I can't think of the first string guy. I talked about him earlier. Um, Blake Jarwin. They don't have a really third guy. They've signed some like journeymen, uh, but that could be done there. So tight end edge. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm doing some homework. Um, Yeah, no, I'm doing some homework. I think... Let's take a look at edge rushers. Yep. I think we're at the point in the draft where, you know, I maybe with my last pick, I pick a tight end. Yeah. 
or maybe next round. But I, I think you can put money on that. Somebody from Boise State would be drafted or be <laughs> undrafted free agent. Yeah. So I think we look at the guys we have here. And so you were mentioning that they've talked to Patrick Jones. Was that right, no. John? Um, that's just no. her. I've heard through different podcasts, like a lot of people and pundits are high on him um, as far as like tangibles. But again, some of it is the level of competition that they play against. But of course, you can see their average draft position has plummeted out for the, the past few months. Because he was somebody that was going in like third and fourth rounds. So why he's fallen off, who's to say? At this point of the draft, who's even to say? Yeah. That teams are going to be following that. Yeah, they're not going to, they're going to have their board. They're going to stick to it. They'll probably have certain, a lot of these players won't even be on their board. They wouldn't even consider it even if they do show up at their spot. So we're, we're down for an edge. If you see anybody that you're hearing reports on that you're in love with, or if you're just like, hey, let's throw throw something at the wall. I'm, I'm leaning toward it. I'm, I'm looking up the guy from Buffalo that you have up there and kind of checking out his scouting report. He has a pretty decent grade on NFL.com. So they're they're projecting him to be a round four pick. Let's pull the trigger. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> Again, I say let's go not, for it. None yeah. of these guys are going to be starters. You hope not. Never know. You hope not, unless they're just amazing. You hope yeah. they're not forced into starting. I'll say that. Um, Philly on the clock. Yeah. Okay, we're on the clock. A pick I would love to make here is um, scroll down. I think he might still be there. I love Ramondre Stevenson. From, he's a running back from Oklahoma. He's uh, like 247. Um, but we just re-signed Jordan Howard, so that's just not going to happen. Like, I don't think we're going to do that. Um, going a little fast for me. My bad. This, you're good. Um, trying to think. Let's see. Go back up. I haven't drafted interior defensive line. Uh, that would be nice to do, but that's yeah, going to be best player available. Um, that's good. Jacob Harris, wide receiver, UCF. I could use another receiver. Okay, we're back on um, with Dallas. I get. It. I'm with you. I don't. If if they don't get one of those top, I do think it's either top tight end the draft or it, they could just not draft one. It's 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 that type of setup. Um, they could always yeah, use depth and linebacker as well. Now, I'm a fantasy Smith. I'm also Frank Darby out of Arizona State. He's just a burner that I think is in these later rounds worth yeah. taking a swing at just to see. Um, could be special teams. Might not even make the team. I do she, I do think she has a an opportunity, but again, we already pulled over the trigger on the wide receiver. I think 
another linebacker this late. Go back yeah. up, John. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Scroll down. It's just going a little quick. So yeah, that safety from Auburn has a high draft position. Yeah, good things. If you keep going down, if you keep going down, there was another guy. The tackle from East Carolina also has a high draft position. Um, I don't know much about either guy. Jamie and Sherwood um, from Auburn. If I remember right, he's like big and fast. Yeah. I'm okay with taking somebody there. Um, take, I'm a fan of the yeah. the safety pick because even the other people they sign for free agents are safety positions. I don't think a long term place. So you're lo- you're losing a few the left. I could easily see them taking a linebacker here, but I don't know enough about Ernest Jones or anybody in this range. Again, it's just kind of a who needs some some depth at linebacker. If you have somebody, uh, if the talent's still there. If he's big and fast, he may be able to play in, in more of a hybrid setup. I say let's go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah, Jamie and Sherwood. Yeah, no, I love that. He's um, more of the strong safety in his own read system. So, Which we got our free safety um, at the top of the draft, so I'm fine with that. He's also he, he's a guy that, just by the looks of it, like he has height, weight, speed type of well, – not the best recovery speed, but um, he could probably be like one of those special teams aces. Patrick Jones just went right uh, in front of would have definitely taken him if he had kept on going. Yeah, um, I probably would have too. Um, let's go O'Brien Goodson. I have two picks back-to-back here, so let's make that one quick. Um, and... Uh, Scroll down. Keep scrolling. Keep actually look up at quarterbacks. Not a bad spot. Let's get Sam Ellingham. Yep, I would. I would love for Dallas to take him late round. They they have brought in the kid. Yeah, that's a perfect pick for this round. They have been bringing the kid from SMU as well. Which I don't hate that play either. Michelle, um, Ian Book. Uh, I've watched too much of Ian Book. I don't. I, I think if Ellinger was there, if Philly didn't just grab him, I think they would be inclined to have a conversation with him. Uh, but this is also the range where I just want to take a look and see if my guy with the Jets is there. By the Jets, I mean the Burners. Frank Darby is definitely there. He could also be there around later. But I'm also a big fan of like, hey, if you got your guy, go grab your guy at this point in time. Do you have anybody, Chris, that you're seeing that you're in love with, or you're just like, hey, I've heard good things. Let's worth a shot. We got the kid from Coastal still there. Let me do some homework. Let me, yeah, let me do some homework on the guy from Coastal. Reason I say that they had, and I, you know, we've discussed this at length. It was a weird college football season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. They had a pretty fantastic defense, though. Yeah. I'd be more inclined just to pick it just because of the position. So if we're even considering it, I'd take the edge yeah. guy. You're going to find a Frank Darby in every draft for the most part. I mean, he could be yeah. the the, the next Tyreek Hill. He he may be there. He may be there for us right. in the seventh as well. Yeah. 
So I say we just go on the upside. We know that he was part of a team. Let's just at this point. Let's just keep draft, going. It's just, We're gonna go and grab him. Who do you not want a team to grab? Yeah. In, uh, who do you not? Uh, yeah. Who do you not want to compete with? So that's where they're gonna have their pet cats. Who they're picking for? Um, Eagles have had good luck with um, offensive tackles in the seventh round. Let's take that top guy. I, I feel like it's hard to go wrong drafting. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now. If Darby's there, I'm just going to go ahead and grab him. Yep. Do it. We'll just keep moving this wrong. Yep. Um, we you sure you don't want Ian book? Book? <laughs> Get that fourth QB. Um, All the controversy. Yeah. We, uh, I'm just going to take a quick look at the Eagles depth chart. There's no, um, everybody's favorite fans, favorite player that they want to see is the backup quarterback, no matter what your team is. Let's take Ernest Brown from the edge rusher from Northwestern. I feel like we need a little more um, depth at that. Now, when we get down here. Uh, if he even makes it. This is where, who's going to sp- play special teams? This is where you get those, oh, we're already done. Never mind. All right, let's see yeah. how we graded. We got um, a B for our draft grade. Foos D minus. <laughs> for <Hey>, whatever. <laughs> Haters. So you pick your players. JOK, solid pick. Quiddy Page. See, I Quiddy's probably going to be that guy. He may not start off while, but he could be. C plus for Creed Humphrey. Good. Uh, Creed Humphrey could be. Um, Early second, late first. We 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 both uh, do good with our third round quarterbacks. Eric Stokes and yeah. Calvin Joseph. Shaman Davis, they're, a minus. They're probably course. not going to be there potentially that late. <sighs> I don't know if I would grade that that high. I'd, again, part of this is the mercy of the technology. The players not going to be there. They love Bobby Brown. They did not like Tommy they, Tremble. They didn't love Jalen. Tommy yeah. Tremble, C plus. I don't think I gave maybe that good of a grade, but who cares? And by the way, if if Sam Ellinger a minus every time I've seen him get quarterback controversy, he is always an A. He's usually an A plus if it's anything after the third round. So we got some flyers overall, very close A minus B plus, and we know that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, uh, and none of these drafts will really be able to get graded until about uh, three four years after they've been done. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eagles drafting edge and like Quiddy Pay or someone like that. Um, it just feels like an Eagles move. We almost always seem to draft some yeah. defensive linemen. And this year, um, I like Bearmore um, from Bama. He could. He needs a little bit more time to develop, but he played really well and some flashes. Pay, just a solid player. Um, but there's no way I don't think I'd want to take them at twelve with I feel like talent's gonna drop, especially like we've talked about. Yeah. You get those top five quarterbacks probably going top ten. Um, you guys could easily be trading out back with uh, the Patriots and they wouldn't be drafting model, but no. drafting like Mac Jones or someone like that. I think it's realistic from where you guys are at to you're gonna get top ten talent if you stick where you're at. Yeah. Just because of the QBs, the yeah. way it pushes down. And you know, we probably won't get like Jamar Chase, 
probably won't get a chance at Kyle Pitts, but there's not a whole lot of guys that we could have taken at six that aren't going to be there at 12. Um, like Devontae Smith, I think, could still easily be there at 12. I could see a world where he's there. Um, and you have, like, Waddle taken in front of him. Um, Sertan taken probably in that as well. Yeah. Obviously, the top five quarterbacks and getting down to stuff like that. So, I mean, if I think about the wide receiver class last year, who there was always this mixed order, uh, I can't imagine all three of those going before 12. So I think you're going to have one of those guys available to you. I think so. And hopefully yeah. you don't have uh, – who, like... uh, who is the wide receiver that you guys drafted first round and then Philly roasted him because he couldn't catch anything and then he went somewhere else and, like, was doing all right? <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar, that's what it is. He's, Nelson Aguilar. He signed a very nice deal with the Patriots. Um, yeah, that was a Chip Kelly pick. Um, so he was decent last year. In yeah, Oakland. that's what I'm saying. Like he was, well, he was having Vegas, a decent. Vegas, like he yeah. played decently after he left yeah. Philly. I think sometimes you have players, players that, like, if you don't hit it with your team, it's just too much pressure. You just need a second place. There are some yeah. players that really do not thrive with uh, in the same city as a WIP. Um, yes. Uh, Philly sports radio can eat guys alive. I mean, there was that um, news clip years ago where a guy was catching babies out of a window and he's like, we were catching them like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. a clip I was like Aguilar the other night. <laughs> and it's just like, how do you, I mean, Aguilar responded like a champ and gave the guy tickets. Um, but how do you even like try to come back from when your city thinks of you and like trash talks you like that? Um, it's just a, it's a huge mind game. Um, with the Raiders, he was able to thrive. Um, is the ceiling much higher than that? I don't know. I feel like he could do okay with the Patriots, but I don't think he's going to be worth what they yeah. paid for him. It, um, it's amazing to me, Foose, like, the story should have been that they saved all those babies' lives, <laughs> not Nelson Aguilar can't catch footballs, you know? Um, Welcome to but the show. I, I, you know, I agree. I think, like, sure, is he a good deep threat? Sure, you know, but, I mean, I think he's going to be, like, the number one guy in New England unless I'm missing something. I mean, with how many tight ends they have on their roster, uh, wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if some of them start lining out wide. Um, yeah, they're it's just turn on the burners, like Cam, throw um, it up and try to try to run under it. It's crazy though. Cause Aguilar could not track a ball for his life in Philly. Like if it was over his shoulder, it was like, this is just incomplete. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> um, but then in Oakland, it was like one of his biggest highlights was a crazy over the shoulder catch. And it's like, I think to some players, they have that pressure of living but, up to be a first round draft pick. And, they just need that second place to go now, somewhere else and, and be This is something you guys would productive. never do. Yep. But if you go back and watch the Eagles Super Bowl highlights against the Patriots, one guy that flashes is Nelson Aguilar. And he got some crucial first downs in that game. Like, he was hit, and he somehow spun out of the tackle and would just go get a first down. And it was just like, like I'm not going to argue with it, but... Um, that he had that season in Philly in 2017 and just nothing was come close. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's still the so right thing for your team to just let somebody go. If they're going to be, have a decent career somewhere else, uh, that's fine. 
it just it, wasn't it's working just on taking your up team. a roster spot at yeah. that time. And yeah, that way it clears off yeah. so we can get superstars like JJ or Sega Whiteside um, <laughs> to come into play <laughs> wide receiver. Um, it's another guy who I don't think he'll ever be successful in Philly because of just everything with him now. No. Well, I think that's a good wrap spot for for our first session. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna be having these posted to YouTube. If you guys want to see more drafts, I probably won't get as full full on extensive as this one was. It's pretty lengthy, uh, but now that we're doing it a little bit more frequently, we'll spin up. If you have any topics you guys want us to cover, uh, holler out, let us know in comments. Uh, but we'll go ahead and sign off for uh, Michael Flues, Chris Cortez. I'm John Damon. You guys, have a good one.